0: Are you ready to be stirred and receive an impartation of faith to move forward into all that God has purposed for your life? Welcome to the Stirring of the Waters podcast. I am your host, Elaine Haynes. I will be sharing what the Lord has given me through the anointing of the Holy Spirit on the Logos and Rama words of God. Welcome to Stirring of the Waters, Episode 8. I'm Elaine Haynes, your host, and today... I have a word from the lord for you things are not as they seem i am resurrecting dreams if you were growing through a trial and i think everybody's going through some kind of a trial this is a word from the lord for you so i'm going to share a trial a huge trial that i was in a few years ago um almost three to be exact um, my husband and i were going through a I would say it's one of the most harrowing trials that we had experienced together in our 25 years of marriage, 25 at that time, and it was second only to one in which I almost died. So in the intensity of this trial, this battle, I became very aware that this was a pivotal moment for the future of our ministry and our marriage. And what I sensed was that we're either all in or it's all over. So personally, we were in the process of taking new ground. And my husband was facing some giants, personal giants that were threatening to terminate God's plans in our life. And it was the same tactics that have been used in the past to detour and delay where the enemy spews his lives to bring paralysis and make you want to give up. This is what always happens. I'll tell you, this is what happens to me even as I prepare podcasts, even as I prepare um, prophetic words that I put on my as, on my blogs, even as I prepare any kind of writing or doing any kind of going into any kind of ministry, it's the same lies of the enemy that he wants to stop you from moving forward. He knows he can't have your eternal destiny of salvation. That's a done deal. It's covered, it's complete but he can stop you from being effective for the kingdom. And that's what he wants. So in this situation, I did all that I knew to do. I did my reasoning with my husband. I used exhortation. I prophesied. I declared God's word. I prayed and prayed and prayed in the natural and in the spirit. I sent out prayer requests to every intercessor that I knew for reinforcement. So the Holy Spirit began to show me the spiritual forces that were at work. And then I could really see the gravity of the situation that we were in. And I saw a vision of my husband standing on the edge of a precipice. And the Lord tied my hands. And I'll tell you what, I was stricken in that moment. And at that moment, so as I saw that the Lord tied my hands, I let all of it go and completely surrendered to his presence. And in just a few moments, my husband accepted the stretching involved in taking the new land. And he said yes to the Lord in that situation of moving forward. After that, I was, I was so overwhelmed by God's ways, by that experience, the vision that he took me into, the fear that I'd felt, the gravity of the situation, all of that. I was immediately in his presence and enveloped in the sense of his holiness And I went down on the floor weeping and entered into a consecrated moment. And he took me into a vision. And I saw us, my husband and I, as white, translucent beings, like balloons with a human shape, but not fully shaped and faceless. And we began to be deflated and we sank to the ground. And then the Lord blew his breath into us. We arose and as we released his breath out, it became swords made of words. We, I saw him shaping us into kingdom carriers. And I was reminded of John 20, 19 through 22. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them, and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. So in this section of Scripture, in this timing, they were meeting out of fear. said they were meeting assembled for fear of the Jews. This was not a worship meeting. They were distraught. They were hopeless. Their dreams seemed dead. There are times when in our desperation, in our hopelessness, when it seems everything is dead and gone, the Lord comes and breathes new life into us for the resurrection of dreams, for new assignments to come, for that which he intended all along. The Lord is saying to many, things are not as they seem. I am resurrecting dreams. I'm going to put a little PS to this. Those dreams might not be your dreams. They might be his dreams being resurrected. Resurrection brings multiplication. The disciples could not understand the need for Jesus to go to the cross. They had a picture in their mind of what kingdom takeover would look like. They could not wrap their minds around it. Jesus said to Peter when he voiced his opposition, Get thee behind me, Satan. God had a vision of the body of Christ much bigger than what they could perceive in the natural. And their understanding and perception of what it would look like had to die first. If Jesus hadn't died, there would have been no resurrection. There would be no outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And God's plan for the church to make known to the principalities and powers his manifold wisdom would not be happening. Tell your flesh and soul, get thee behind me. Every part of you that doesn't line up with God's purpose and plan must come into line for his kingdom to come forth. The mind of the flesh brings fleshly perceptions and causes our filter to be faulty. We will not be seeing correctly if our flesh is ruling. If our soul, our mind or will, our personal natural mind, our will and our emotions are ruling, our filter will be faulty. Every thought Every desire that does not line up with where he wants to take you, lay it on the altar and let his fire burn. Trust him with the resurrection. My husband had to fight and gain victory in his battle. I'm just going to be frank with you. I had been the stronger one, the forerunner, and thankfully the Lord used what I had gone through previously to give me wisdom on what was happening. And strategy and what I could and could not do. There are many that are going through trials right now because the Lord is resurrecting and restructuring ministries that will bring multiplication and advancement. We are in an accelerated period of time, for the time is at hand to take new land, yet we need to stay in His peace and in His perfect timing for the ministries to be of His Spirit. There's a resurrection of relationships. Relationships will change. Personal relationships, business relationships, ministry relationships. Every relationship will change when you go through a change. The truth is that when you undergo change, your relationships will have to die to the old ways of doing things. They will have to resurrect into a new form to continue. Many never pursue God's calling for their life for fear of conflict and or loss of relationships. And I went through a serious, um, grave, if you will, situation. A similar um, many years ago, I was, I was attending. I was considering attending an apostolic, prophetic, fivefold ministry Bible college. Hands on, get it done, doing kingdom. Bible college. And I was fearful of how it was going to affect my marriage. I mean, they were saying, you know, we're going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now I was already doing that a little bit, but then they were saying, um, uh, casting out demons, um, raising the dead, um, really going out there and doing it. And I was afraid that how it was going to affect my marriage. And, you know, we had been, we were very involved in ministry at that point. We were very involved with this, with this church that had the Bible college. And we'd been in ministry for some years already. <clears throat> so I went to one of the leaders who assured me that if I stepped out into the fullness of my calling, it would spark that flame to life in my husband also. And that's exactly what happened. I took the step. I stepped out in faith and obedience, and I watched God move. And I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. your life. There will be some resistance at first. The relationship will have to undergo change. It'll be uncomfortable. Transitions are always a little uncomfortable. You don't really know what form it's going to look like. You, Your mind will tell you, oh, it's not going to happen, all this stuff. It's going to look, may look ugly at first, but it will happen because that seed of faith will be stirred. That life of Christ in the other person will be stirred and you know sometimes other people come to faith through our behavior our obedience they will other people will be drawn and you can call, you can pray for god to draw them because jesus said no one can come to me unless the father draws them so we pray for others to be drawn to christ if you're in if you have relationships in your especially in your family or workplace that with people that don't know the lord You can pray that, but you keep going forward and they're going to see the change. They're going to see God in you and they will be drawn. So there may be some turmoil for a season, but trust God. He knows what everybody needs, each one of us, to bring us into what he's ordained for our lives. All things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And God is always at work within you. To will and to do of his pleasure. Always. He's always working within you and he's always working in your circumstances. So trust God. Don't worry. In the midst of this battle, the battle that my husband was going through, I had a dream where I received a phone call from a woman who said she had a word for me from the Lord. This was a dream. The the word was, don't worry. And it was a now word for me. It sounds too simple don't worry. Yeah, we all know that we shouldn't worry. And I'd sit on those scriptures about not worrying. Do not fear. Fear not, a little flock. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God is not giving you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Take no thought for your life. All of those different things. I spoke those scriptures over myself always when I was in brain fear. But this was a rhema word from the Lord for right now, for right then. And it's a word right now for someone. Don't worry. Jesus tells us, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto us. We are in a time of kingdom advancement, and we must be kingdom-minded. We are not of this world. We're in it, but we're not of it. We are ambassadors of his kingdom. We are sent in his name, and he will supply all our needs because he's a good king. Do not worry, do not fear. This is a resurrection year. In fact, every year is a resurrection year. I'll just say it that way. So there are divine transactions for greater authority. There are going to be many divine transactions in the days ahead. Jesus had already fulfilled all the requirements for our full rightful ownership of sonship benefits that we are due. We are in a time of great shaking. We're being stripped of everything. We see it in the world. Things are being shaken. Things are being stripped. Things are being exposed. So we're in a time of great shaking, being stripped of everything that hinders the fullness of the kingdom in us and through us. God is so intent on seeing your destiny, on seeing his purposes for your life fulfilled. He will do, he will work in your circumstances to bring about that shaking. We will see chaos in the world, but also in our personal lives. As the spirit of God shakes our internal structures, kingdom authority will manifest after much shaking. And shifting, Hebrews 12, 27. And this word, yes, yet once more signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. As we consecrate ourselves further to the Lord, he will entrust us with more. Christ in us is the hope or confident expectation of glory. To be full of his glory, everything not revealing his glory must be removed because we're full of something. So if we're not manifesting his glory, there's some things in us that are blocking that. Hold on tight. The Spirit of God is rearranging much for his kingdom order is being established. There will be a cost. Advancing the kingdom may cost you your time and money. It will probably cost you. It will guarantee you it will cost you time. And I heard it, I've heard it said that if you really find out what your prior want to find out what your priorities are in your life, look in your checkbook and look on your calendar. Where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your money? That's your priorities. So it it will probably cost you time and will cost you time and it may cost you money. These are two key areas that will show us where we are in our faith. And it can aid or hinder fulfillment of the dreams God has given us, His dreams. It will cost you comfort and control absolutely, 100% guaranteed, it will cost you comfort and control. You will be stretched into an arena that is not comfortable. You will The cost will be to break free of every limitation you have imposed on yourself or others. God is not in a box. He is so much bigger, and so is his vision for us. It will cost the highest price, letting God have control of everything. Areas where we are lax in regard to God's kingdom purposes, will be shaken so that we will become willing to have our priorities and boundaries reset. Those places where we've been sensing the nudging of the Holy Spirit, we can no longer neglect. It is time for full engagement in being kingdom-minded, diligently seeking the Lord, moment by moment, to align with what He is requiring. It is not about us. You know, that's something about our culture that it's all about us what we want being independent life liberty the pursuit of happiness and that all sounds great right but the truth is we are not of this world we've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the lord jesus christ he is our king we are not our own we've been bought with a price it's not about us it's about making him known he will open doors beyond what your mind can perceive at the moment trust him Let his fire burn and watch him resurrect you into his fire brand. Zechariah 3, 1 and 2. And he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Our confidence, our faith is not in the dream itself. Hear this. It's in the Lord. Every trial we experience will bring us face to face with our faith in him or our lack thereof. Will we say in that holy moment, only you, Lord, I only want you. I only want you. It doesn't matter what it looks like. If it doesn't look like anything, what I thought it was going to look like, I lay it all down. I only want you. Even though I don't see the way, even though my flesh is screaming because you're calling me out of the familiar and comfortable, I lay it all down. I refuse to perceive my present situation through the filter of negativity and fear. For you are near. You will never leave me or forsake me. Jesus, you have all power. You have all authority. You said you were always with me. You will never leave me, even to the end of the age. If God is for you, who can be against you? He's the creator of all things, and his plans do not fail. Refuse fear of the unknown, refuse fear of failure. Refuse fear of lack. Refuse every fear. All of them are based on unbelief and distrust of God's goodness and faithfulness. Take Romans 12, 1, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. You are not your own. In Hebrews 12, 28 and 29. Wherefore, we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Take those two verses. I present my body as a living sacrifice. And I am receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. I will serve you, God, with reverence and godly fear. Burn everything in me away that is not of you. I want to be that firebrand. I want to let your glory be seen and known. I want to receive, I receive your grace. I pray this over you now, that you would receive grace to do this, to take these scriptures as a double-edged sword, to yield your body as a living sacrifice for God's will, to let him resurrect those dreams, those dreams that he has put within you, those purposes and plans that he has formed, were formed within you before the world began. Those works that were ordained for you. Those things that were put in you when you were in Christ. The purpose and grace that was put in Christ. Put you, put in you when you were in Christ. All of those things, let them come forth. It is exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Allow the Lord to have his way. Trust him. Lay it all down. Cons- let him consume everything not that's not of him. And let him become truly your heart's desire. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to the Stirring of the Waters podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit ElaineHaynes.com. That's A-L-A-N-E-H-A-Y-N-E-S.com for books, blogs, and spiritual growth. You can follow me on Facebook and subscribe at CPNShows.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. See you next week for the next episode.